Hello and welcome to the ANL Good Body Soundbite series. My name is Louise Byrne and I'm a partner in the White Collar Crime Group in ANL Good Body. Today, my tax colleague Brian Hughes and I will summarise the headline takeaways from the Criminal Justice Theft and Fraud Offences Amendment Bill, which is currently making its way through the Oireachtas. This bill is intended to give further effect to the EU's PIF or PIF directive, which sets out minimum rules that EU member states must enact to prosecute and sanction offences against the EU's financial interests. One of the most important aspects of the bill is the introduction of a new offence of fraud affecting the financial interests of the EU. This offence will cover a broad range of acts from VAT fraud to procurement fraud and other related crimes like money laundering, corruption and the misappropriation of EU funds. The common denominator being that EU funds are involved in the offence. Convictions under this new offence can attract prison sentences of up to five years or unlimited fines. Importantly, the proposed legislation will create strict liability for Irish companies where someone acting on the company's behalf commits an offence under the legislation and where that offending is attributable to a failure by the company to exercise proper supervision or control over the offending person or entity. As with the 2018 Corruption Offences Act, there will be a defence available to companies if they took all reasonable steps and exercised all due diligence to avoid the commission of the offence. The legislation is also intended to have extraterritorial effect and will cover offences committed by Irish companies, citizens or residents overseas. In the area of procurement fraud, the bill covers criminal conduct both at the tendering stage and the post-contract award stage. Companies tendering for public contracts will need to be particularly vigilant to ensure that robust systems are in place to prevent and detect procurement fraud. Public officials entrusted with the management of funds or assets will also need to be mindful of the new offence of misappropriation prescribed under the bill. In this context, the definition of public official will cover not only people in public office holding formal positions, but also private persons involved in the management of EU funds, and so could extend, for example, to third-party contractors. I'll hand over to Brian now to deal briefly with the VAT offences envisaged under the bill. As Louise mentioned, there is a VAT aspect to this legislation, with the bill encompassing within the offence of fraud affecting the EU's financial interests, certain VAT fraud. Importantly, the VAT offence is limited to cross-border VAT fraudulent schemes, where the total damage caused to the EU budget is not less than €10 million. The legislation is therefore focused on serious VAT fraud offences, which are high-value schemes involving multiple EU jurisdictions. So what does this mean for businesses in a practical sense? This new offence goes further than the current framework in two important ways. The bill extends liability to overseas acts by Irish citizens or certain residents, so schemes involving the non or underpayment of non-Irish EU VAT can potentially be sanctioned in Ireland. And the corporate strict liability offence introduces a need for companies to have in place robust mechanisms to prevent their corporate actors committing qualifying VAT fraud offences. Notably, the bill as currently drafted is not entirely clear as to whether this strict liability offence would apply to a party other than the party to which the benefit of the fraud accrues, which would in effect be similar to the UK offence of failure to prevent the facilitation of tax evasion. And we would hope that this will be clarified when the bill moves through the remainder of the legislative process. So, from a VAT perspective, there is reason to pause for thought here. 
Although companies may already be applying due diligence processes in light of obligations under current domestic tax legislation, it is worthwhile considering again, given the scope of the new offences introduced by the Bill, even if in practice its application may be limited, given the high value threshold needed. So what practical steps should businesses be thinking about now? We advise companies to conduct risk assessments tailored to their businesses and to the specific markets in which they operate, identifying risk factors that may make them more likely to be exposed to the offences to be introduced by this legislation. So for example, performing public contracts, working on EU-funded projects, or having business models or products that are susceptible to cross-border VAT fraudulent schemes. Where such risk factors apply, companies need to take concrete action to be able to show that they took all reasonable steps and exercise all due diligence to avoid the commission of an offence by one of their employees, agents or subsidiaries. ANL Goodbody's teams are on hand to guide you through this new legislation and to advise on how you can best tailor your company's response to ensure that it is prepared for these new requirements when they are implemented in the coming months. We hope you found this summary helpful. Our in-focus note containing further detail on the draft bill is available at algoodbody.com. Thank you.